Welcome to By George, an 80 Players podcast here at the George Theater. I am your host and marketing associate, Miranda Zapes, and today I have with me... I am Hannah Smith. I am the production stage manager here at 80 Players at the George. And so we're currently in our Steel Magnolias season. We are in our photo booth. Sweet. We're going to be getting into all of the things of what it means to be a stage manager, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit into the process for Steel Magnolias. It is an all-women cast. What is it like being a woman in theater and uh, working with an all-female cast? But you just said something before we started mm. about working on the schedule for next year is that what you said or the yeah uh, one of the things that I do that's not really a production stage manager thing it's more a holdover from when I was production coordinator and previous to that when we had a full-fledged scheduling department is that I work on calendars for the year mm -hmm. so once the team has put together the season calendar for next year then I go in start putting in the details into our in-house calendar that we have as well as start making all of the calendars that then our stage managers are going to start their calendars from yeah. for all of the individual shows within the season. All of that starts with me. That's so, okay, cause I love schedules. And I feel like we've <laughs> talked about this kind of briefly here mm -hmm. and there as we, we see each other in the office. I come from a film background. Right. I say they know that and I tell everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so I love AD work. So first AD, mm -hmm. I make the schedules for shooting. Mm -hmm. I like production coordinating, making sure all the food and everything is there. So that is, <laughs> I live in spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to know with you making these calendars or kind of putting in all of the details, is that something that you can just turn your brain kind of off to and it's something that you really enjoy doing? It, it is something that I enjoy. That's part of why it's still part of my duties list, even though there's not really a reason for your production stage manager to be doing that mm. short of yes they will be making calendars but that doesn't mean they need to be the one making like the master calendars for yeah. everything I enjoy doing it and also it is kind of nice to have because I've done it so many times to as you said you can turn off your brain a little bit and yeah. just I know what the weekly schedule is gonna be. I can just put that in. Okay, yeah. copy and paste, we're doing that. Oh, pre-format that calendar, da da da, you know, make it all come together well. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of nice from both sides of things. And also then I enjoy, cause I'm a nerd like this and I feel you're nerdy in the same way. I also enjoy then finding those moments of just like, oh, we accidentally made a conflict. What are we gonna do here? Yes. Oh, we, oh, ha, 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 ha. Mm -hmm. no making that list to send to people just like, hey, I don't know that you noticed, but I did. Mm -hmm. We did this thing. I I do enjoy that. Oh. And it's and it's part of that, like that's the side of creativity that I'm on. Mm -hmm. So like I always say that me and Jesse are like two sides of the same coin because we're both creative, but creative in our different ways. Mm -hmm. Because he can come up with these ideas out of like thin air and the art that we see in film and commercials and everything. Right. Whereas I feel like I have the creative for the logistics of all the behind the mm -hmm. scenes of making that beautiful schedule, making sure everybody mm -hmm. knows. And then if there making is- Making it's legible, exactly. that people can follow it. It's not just information. Yes. yes. Putting in all of the systems to make sure mm -hmm. that if somebody needs to find it down the line, they know exactly where mm -hmm. they need to go and what to do. That is where I thrive. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. it is something that I can turn my brain off when I start doing that work. <laughs> so I just wanted to know if I had another person yes. out there. Yes. Okay. Greetings, fellow nerds. Yes, I, we do indeed share that. Yeah, that's awesome. And you need both of those people. You do, which is hard. You gotta have both sides. It was coming into, I mean, just 
college and coming to work here, I was like, I don't think I'm creative enough to be in the film or in the theater industry, but you do need that other aspect mm -hmm. of it. And so I think we are kindred spirits. Yes, <laughs> very much so. But I want to know, uh, let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Um, I want to know what led you to become a, a stage manager? Did you always know that you wanted to be in theater? Did you always have that drive for schedule? In there? <laughs> I uh, no, did not always have that drive for schedules. Uh, I'm another one of those weirdo techies that started out in acting because that was really all that I know. Crazy, oh right? Oh my goodness. Um, because, you know, whenever you're first a kid, nobody's letting you like drive the bus, yeah. as it were. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have to start somewhere in the world of theater. And that was in acting, in like church dramas, a little bit in school. I was the biggest billy goat gruff in my kindergarten <laughs> production of the three billy goats. My mom is gonna love that I just shouted that out. And then it wasn't really until like upper middle school, high school land that I first started thinking about, oh, you know, there are people behind the scenes that do all these things. And a big catalyst for that actually was the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, okay. I grew up in Missouri, south of St. Louis, whenever one of the many times that I'm sure it came through that the tour of Phantom of the Opera came through, one of the local news stations did like a half hour special, Ooh. like on a weird one off time of day, talking about the tour and went backstage and all of this. And I was just absolutely fascinated by the whole thing mm -hmm. because you had all of these other people that I had never really thought about before but of course you need all of these other people making the show happen mm -hmm. and making all of the amazing tech that is in that show happen begged my parents could we go see it that was one of the first professional shows that I've ever seen. Wow. Still one of my all-time favorite shows. I know it is schlocky nonsense, but I love it yeah, so no, much. Yeah, no, of course. But then that's whenever I started becoming interested in the backstage side of things as well, working high school shows and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so even though I went to college for a theater degree and was still thinking about being a performer, I was starting to have this experience in the backstage side of things as well. Mm -hmm and becoming interested in that you know by that point i you know was a more organized person and so i had a couple people ask me to be stage manager for them for like student shows just like oh i really enjoy this yeah oh i actually seem to be pretty good at this <laughs> and also you know i'm five foot and change sure i, I can play children that's mm -hmm. fine right now when mm -hmm. i was in my you know, in my upper or in my early 20s at that point, but it was one of those, do I still want to be playing a child when I'm in my 60s? Because it's this all that I'm going to get because that was literally all I was playing in oh, college man. was like children and youth roles, mm -hmm. which is fun. But again, do you want to do that forever? Yeah. When I have this other thing that people seem to think I'm pretty good, good at, yeah. let's maybe start pursuing that and then... So here I am. No, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I think that, I, I mean, I have a similar story of like, I was never a performer, mm. but um, I liked making films and like mm -hmm. little home videos. And then when it was getting into school and having people tell me like, oh, you're good at, at this and organizing this. And then it just, mm -hmm. it was something that I fell into. And now that I 
wholeheartedly <laughs> love doing. So, but that's awesome. Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. You're gonna I get still... mad at me because I've never seen it. No, that's 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 okay. <laughs> Again, I know it's big, schlocky nonsense, fun stuff. I'm sure it, the tour will come back to Houston at some point, oh, yeah. and it's popular enough. Mm-hmm. Perhaps if we are still working together, maybe we have a theater date together to no. go see because I haven't seen it in a while. That would be incredible. Yeah. Well, okay. So we've got you. We we know how you got into stage managing. Mm-hmm. I want to know, what does a stage manager actually do in a, a theater for those who might not know? Well, we are the person who's going to be with a production for the entire process. So before we're even in rehearsals, sometimes even before we've started casting the show, you're generating paperwork, calendars, mm-hmm. but also just any sort of breakdown sheet for the production, mm-hmm. like who's in what scene, you know, that sort of thing, what props are in the show, mm-hmm. whatnot. Sometimes I'm involved in casting more because I'm the PSM for the company than because I'm specifically on a certain show. But then that could be contacting actors. That could be just creating the list of who's going to be actually contacting the actors and what they need to do. Mm-hmm. There, when we're in pre-production, where we're meeting with the designers and the directing team and everybody is hopefully getting on the same page of what a production is going to look like, mm-hmm. what the feel of the show that we're going for, and... The designers are putting together all of their work and then obviously really hits the ground running once we hit rehearsals mm-hmm. then I'm there at every rehearsal I'm writing down all the blocking that the actors are doing that's all the movement that they're doing on stage mm-hmm. I'm writing down notes about what props do we need oh this costume piece needs to have a pocket because we're gonna put this in it oh can I double check that I think we said in the meeting that there were gonna be three stairs in the uh, set piece mm-hmm. But now could it actually just be two for the lot, you know, that sort of thing. We like this chair. We don't like this chair. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada. Getting everything put together. Yeah. That takes us up to then when we're in tech and we start adding in the lighting and the sound elements. Your stage manager starts putting together their call book mm-hmm. of then calling all of those cues that they're going to happen when they're supposed to. While still, you know, making sure actors have what they need. Mm-hmm. We're getting costume pieces. Everybody's has the time that they need to get things together. And then we finally get to performances where then the director leaves. So then not only is the stage manager calling the show, Mm -hmm. running it every night, making sure people are where they need to be and that things are happening and making note of what didn't happen right, Mm -hmm. but is also then serving as the artistic eyes of the director of making sure that the production is staying true to that director's vision Mm. as well. Fascinating. So it's a weird combination of a lot of administrative, but also far more artistic than I think people think about. Mm -hmm. People in theater, especially young people in theater, because I know at one point this is one of the things that got me into theater, just think that the stage manager is the person that tells you what to do Mm -hmm. and tells you, no, stop doing that. Stop touching other people's props, which, to be fair... Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But is also looking at it from a holistic artistic side of trying to get the production to function together with all of the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, yeah, I, and that's, there's so many things that you've touched on that I, I kind of <laughs> want to bring back. No, but I think it's, yeah. it's important to know that like a stage manager kind of feels like the catch-all of, 
I think the best maybe metaphor is th this train that's on the, the railroad. Mm -hmm. Like you are putting down the, the rails to make sure that this train keeps moving forward mm -hmm. and that everything stays safe and that mm -hmm. everybody is coming onto the same page. Mm -hmm. And that we're all traveling together all on traveling the same together. path. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, because you're in so many different places, it is a kind of catch-all. You're making sure that this doesn't get left mm -hmm. behind and this doesn't get left behind and mm -hmm. this is meeting this person and everything. So yeah. I imagine that it can get very chaotic very quickly. Yes. Um, the other thing is, I mean, hearing my friends talk about stage managers mm -hmm. and maybe not the best experience with stage managers yeah. and being, yes, they, they are just the person who like tells you that, oh, you can't mm -hmm. touch this and you can't do this and you have to be here at this mm -hmm. time and everything. And so it's good to know that that's not the, the case. That's not all that you do. <laughs> it's, and it's not always. No, no. And, and I mean, I, Spoiler for anybody watching this video, <laughs> I've seen the list of questions in advance. Uh, but I, I know that it will kind of touch on a place that you want to go elsewhere also, but it's kind of how my faith as a Christian also then comes into play as a stage manager. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, we were very much called to love one another, to take care of one another. Mm -hmm. The way I feel I can do that best is trying to be the best best, most compassionate, kindest stage manager that I can be at the same time yeah. of just, yes, we want to make the show as good as it can possibly be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we also need to be good human beings to one another. Yeah. And me yelling at you to stop touching the prop mm -hmm. is, is, is not necessarily the best way to go about that yeah. yeah so kind of talking about that we can i'd love to jump to this topic what has it been like for you working at a, a christian theater you say that you came from i mean houston isn't where you were born and raised no. and you kind of moved here mm -hmm. um but if you want to touch on previous theater experience or just what was it like coming here to a christian theater was it what you were expecting or maybe not well professionally speaking this is the bulk of my professional career mm, has okay. been with the 80 players. Uh, I did a summer at the Kansas City Starlight, mm -hmm. just a one-off season of summer stock and was very different from this, both in just the timeline that everything was on. Like we rehearsed shows in two weeks. They were up, they were going, wow. they played for a week and then they were done. Mm -hmm. Like summer stock schedule is bonkers. But also then it meant there was no time to be kind to one another. Yeah. It was very much about, we have to just, we have to get the show together. It doesn't matter what it takes. Mm. We're gonna get the show together. Yeah. What I appreciate so much about this company, mm -hmm. and I do feel it comes very much from the fact that we're a Christian company, we have that basis in that, is that it's what we're doing is more than about the show that we're doing. Yes, again, you want to have a good product. You want to do the best possible show that you can do. But you also want to make sure that people are taken care of, that mm -hmm. they feel supported, that they feel like they have what they need to be the best artistic version of themselves, whether you're on the creative side, mm -hmm. whether you're on the cast side wherever you fall in that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I feel like we accomplished that pretty well, especially on our good days, on our bad days. I, I don't know, but you know, mm -hmm. we all have bad days and that's just what we all work through mm -hmm. as humans. But I, I know a lot of people, and I take it as a huge, huge compliment. A lot of people that have worked a variety of other places mm -hmm. come to here and then they go out of their way to let us know the atmosphere is different here. Mm -hmm. I felt so supported here. I felt so loved and cared for by people here. Mm -hmm. We did such good work. You're so professional, yada, yada, yada. I think all of that comes back to a place of 
we're doing this for more than just a show. Mm -hmm. And again, you want it to be a good show. We want it to be a good show. Mm -hmm. But the more important part is how can we love and support one another Mm -hmm. while we are doing this great gift that we have that is to get to make art. We get to make art for a living, Miranda. I know. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) It is incredible it's absolutely amazing and I, and I have to remind myself of what a gift that is mm-hmm. when it's like three days in on tech week and I'm so tired yeah and things may or may not be coming together yet at that point and all I want to do is just be like a secretary somewhere who goes home at five o'clock and doesn't uh, care again till the next day at nine yeah but when we're outside of those mm-hmm. days yeah which even I'm sure the secretaries have those of days course. where they wish they were doing what we were doing. But yeah. it's just such a gift that we get to have. It is. And it's such a blessing. Again, like there, I do wake up some days and I just I have my mental um, down days. Mm-hmm. And it is nice to be able to come in and have something like this or photo shoots or things where I get to be hands on. And those really take me out of those slump days. Mm -hmm. And I get stuck in this mindset of I am one of those people who typically just works nine to five. I mean, I Mm -hmm. always give 110%. So I stay late sometimes when I'm not supposed to. (laughs) Um, I know I've seen you here. (laughs) Don't tell (laughs) Jesse. But it's when I get to do those things and I get to be reminded that this is This is what I do Mm -hmm. it for. I'm not just sitting in front of a computer all day. I get to go and talk to people about their stories and why Mm -hmm. do we do what we do and how can we affect other people and just share this Mm -hmm. gift that, I mean, it is truly a gift, but it it is this up and down process and Mm -hmm. I have to constantly remind myself and I'm grateful that I, it's such a wonderful community. It's such a wonderful company that we remind each other that Mm -hmm. we get to experience this and we get to share this gift. So. I want to know what it's been like. Um, so it, we, we're currently in Steel Magnolias. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've talked about being in a Christian theater. We have an all-female cast. Talking from the stage manager's perspective, what has it been like being in charge of this all-female cast? Well, the, the big thing, of course, is that we're all in the dressing room together. So yeah. that's fun. We're that's all awesome. there together. Uh, for a show like this, I know there's a lot of cast bonding that has gone on. Mm-hmm. We have been through some things together yeah. as a cast. We replaced an actor midway through. So we had this completely new person come in. Mm-hmm. She hit the ground running. We've dealt with some weather delays. We've dealt with cast illness. We had to cancel a preview. Like There mm-hmm. has been some strong bonding that has gone together in this show. Would it have been just as strong if we were a mixed cast? Maybe, since it's a small size. But at the same time, we're all in it together. Mm -hmm. They all get to love on one another in those dressing rooms. Oh, my goodness. They all pump each other up. They pump me up before every show since we're all there together. Mm -hmm. They just want so much to love and support the show together. And so that's awesome. Yeah. I love, again, talking about, I mean, an all-female cast and just coming off the topic of why we do what we do and and being in Christian theater. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we do have those bad days. And even when, I mean, because 
humans are humans, people are people, and we're going to run into chaos and we're going to have things fall apart. Mm -hmm. But when you're surrounded by such wonderful people mm -hmm. um, and such supporting people, it, it's still fun regardless. Yes. And so I think that's, that's awesome. These gals will be in there like dancing around to the pre-show music. Love it. And we call places and they cheer yeah. and people go to take their spot for top of show mm -hmm. and they start like catcalling, yeah, go do it. <laughs> I'm a great show. Break legs. You know, I love it. I so love it. Mean, maybe that's the, the womanly side of it. Well, it's fascinating to hear that behind the scenes look at everybody pumping each other up because mm -hmm. as an audience member and as I mean, I just come in and I take the photos sometimes <laughs> um, you, we don't get to see that. And so we mm -hmm. don't know what relationships are being built behind the scenes. And are, are these actors really as close as the they are on stage? Or do they have the chemistry that they have on stage? So Thank you for that insight of what is going mm -hmm. on behind the scenes. Yes, no, they very much are just, yes, let's do this. Let's make this show happen. Mm -hmm. Not every cast that I've worked with is like that. And yeah. you know what? That's, That's fine okay. also. Yeah. We don't all have to be best pals. Mm -hmm. But it is it is a lot of fun than when you have a show where people are just really bonded of just like, yes, we are going to do this thing. Yeah. We have climbed mountains to get here. No, exactly. And we are going to do the best show that we can give the audience. And that's what I love as well. I mean, again, being in film, I mean, you, you have this trauma bond to people of going through the <laughs> trenches. And so I know that it's hard with all of the chaos and all of the setbacks that we might have had with Steel Magnolias, but it does really bring everybody mm -hmm. together once you find those creative solutions solutions and work beyond it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to take it back real quick to mm -hmm. stage managing because okay. it's a very different process or I feel a different process in pre-production and in rehearsals and what you're doing and mm -hmm. taking the notes and everything versus when you're actually in production and you're coming to show each night and you're doing the calls. Mm -hmm. um, I want to know, do you have a preference? Is there one aspect of stage managing that you like more than the other? And if you could talk a little bit about what it is um, the call, doing the calling during production. What are exactly are you calling? Uh, well, let me start there. Okay. And then we'll work our way back. Sounds great. You catch me with anything I miss then. <laughs> uh, so when I talk about calling the show, that means that I've got the script in front of me mm -hmm. and then I have written in the margins, all of the light cues, the sound cues, sometimes fly rail cues when things don't you know, come in and out mm -hmm. on the show, occasionally deck crew, cues but a lot of times they're able to just take that based on other things if you're not a specialty show like say play that goes wrong okay. where we very had for safety reasons some very specific you do not drop this wall until I tell you it's safe to drop this wall I sort see. of life mm -hmm. but I've got all of that written in the book and then I'm on headset with the person who's operating the light board person who's operating the soundboard, mm -hmm. somebody who'd be at the fly rail, perhaps also somebody on the deck crew backstage, if that's separate from the person on the fly rail. And then we have just assorted headsets places. Yeah. If like another audio team member needs to jump on, if a deck crew member needs to jump on, that sort of thing. And so then I've got audio feed that's going out to them, just mm -hmm. letting them know, okay, stand by to get ready for standby, light cue three, sound cue A.2, fly rail in, you know, whatever the wow. case may be. Yeah. And then light cue three, everything that I just said that I just made up, mm -hmm. light cue three, go. When they hear the geo, that's when they're supposed to take the thing. Oh, okay. So then that's a way to maintain consistency through the show mm -hmm. of one person is in charge of 
making things happen yeah. when things are happening at the same time then you don't have like a light board and audio board operator separately going yeah are you gonna take it now i'm gonna just press the oh it wasn't together you know because i see okay. somebody is calling that in time mm -hmm. and then you've got you know as your stage manager you've got your person who then is also available if something goes wrong and yeah. now we need to fix it okay i need to relay this information okay we're, we're gonna jump over this light cue because this thing happened or yeah. skip that sound cue they jumped a page we don't need the phone ringing anymore oh, you know of, okay not that that ever happens we never do mm -hmm. anything like that no nah. especially if you didn't catch it audience member then we definitely don't no. ever do anything Confidence. like that that's what we talked about with deborah in the last Confidence. episode you just you keep going you Nobody just keep going and yeah. you make it happen yeah mm -hmm. so you've got somebody that's then in charge of making sure that we're all on the same page yeah. together kind of quite literally yeah on the script page that's awesome yeah and so do you so it's still again catching all of these pieces and mm -hmm. even on it, it feels once we're in production maybe on a smaller scale of making sure we're still on the same railroads and everybody's on this same page. Mm -hmm. So yeah. with those two aspects of mm -hmm. the stage managing, do you have a, a favorite? Is there one that you look forward to more than the other? There are aspects that I enjoy about both. Mm -hmm. I really like the putting the pieces together part of okay. rehearsal, yeah. of getting things together, getting it on its feet, seeing the evolution of us just reading the script around the table to putting it up, start kind of stumbling around, figuring things out, and yeah. then finally getting to the point where we can dig into like all of the deep character moments yeah. and really building the emotional heartbeat of the show mm -hmm. before then you take it to tech and wreck all of that out of there for a couple <laughs> of days because you're focused on the tech elements instead for yeah. a while. But I also enjoy the part in calling a show where like everything's hitting, like the rhythm is great, especially in a show that's got a lot of cues yeah. or like a musical where things have to happen mm. in time to what's going on. Yeah. And those days where you can just really feel like, yes, it's just really hitting. We're just really selling the show with the way the cues are happening and the audience isn't even like aware that there's somebody controlling all that. That feels amazing yeah. when it's going well. So there, you know, it's kind of a both sides yeah. thing. Whenever I'm in rehearsal, sometimes I start longing for, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the day when all of my paperwork is done yeah. and we're just running the show. Mm -hmm. And then there are some times when we get into the running of the show where I'm just like, oh, I can't wait till we get to like ex start experimenting with a new show again mm. and, and playing around with it. And yeah. You know, you, you just kind of start longing for that other side of it sometimes. Just So I, I guess that's a good sign that I enjoy the whole, the whole yeah, picture. Of yeah. <laughs> well, I just, because that's what I imagined is, I mean, and I've never done the job, but I feel like I would always look forward to that kind of euphoria that you have when everything is going mm -hmm. at just as it, and the audience can't tell. Yeah. That's what I love. I mean, hearing about what the experience is like or what exactly you do, because mm -hmm. I would have never prior known that that is what's going on in the background but you mm -hmm. notice it when it goes wrong yes you notice it when the light oh, cue doesn't yes. hit the sound cue mm -hmm. or when the ring doesn't uh -huh. happen or if you've seen the show a couple yeah. of times you're like that line wasn't the same mm -hmm. as this time or those kinds of things and it's nice when it when it all goes just according mm -hmm. to plan yeah so 
Though the crew was teasing me the other day, there is a strange, euphoria is probably not at all the right word for it. Okay. A buzz maybe. Oh, Whenever okay. things are going wrong and you're trying to fix them on the fly. Ooh, but yes. you have that moment of... I know exactly how we're going to fix this. Yes. And we're going to try to make this as seamless as possible for the audience, whether you're successful in that aspect mm-hmm. or not. But of just of the, oh, oh, okay, okay. We're going to put on our decision-making hats and we're going to make this happen and we're going to, yeah, okay. do this and do this. And can you meet this person here? And then you've got like 30 seconds while this person is off stage traditionally. And yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that we started talking about these two types of like creativity and you really get to blend them together mm-hmm. by stage managing. But that's the aspect that I love the most is when you're in the middle of it and you have to quickly creative problem solve. How is this person going to get here? Mm-hmm. And so I love that. I yeah. think that's. No, it sucks, but it's so awesome at the no, same time. And you do. And you, you said they were, they, they were teasing mm-hmm. me of just like, you enjoy the chaos. I'm just like, enjoy's not the right word, you guys. Mm-hmm. But like, a little, yeah. yeah. I live for that chaos, mm-hmm. cause then, yeah, cause when you solve it, it feels so, it feels good. so good. And then you you have another tool in your arsenal mm-hmm. for the next time that that happens or something similar occurs. You're like, ah, this is how we did it last time, mm-hmm. and I know that it can work this time. Mm-hmm. So, or this is what we tried last time. It was bad, exactly. So let's try this this time, exactly. Yeah. I love all of that. Um, I'm going to get into our lightning round oh, question. Boy. So the first question I want to ask you is, what is the biggest mishap that you've had happen on stage, whether you were performing or you were stage managing? I know you have many stories. Oh, Miranda, I have so <laughs> many stories. I have so many stories. And again, because I knew that I was going to get this question, because you do, you ask it every mm-hmm. podcast, and it is probably my favorite part of the podcast, because I love theater disaster stories. Yeah. They're so much fun. Um, that chaos that that chaos yeah you know I think my life is too calm and then I come here and then I get some chaos and I get to go home and it's calm again Um, you get me you get me (laughs) we gotta hang out more yeah Uh, first I want to set the record straight Olivia Swayze was on the podcast back at Christmas Mm -hmm. for those who perhaps watched or have not and now we're gonna need to go back and watch that one so you're welcome for the view count up um (laughs) She talked about a mishap that had happened during Anne of Avonlea, where one of the child actors had an accident on stage. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the sort of phrasing that you'd think I mean by a child had an accident. And as part of that story, she talked about how, you know, when backstage, when the actor was talking about, gosh, I really need to go use the bathroom right now, that the stage manager told him, be a professional, you need to, you don't have enough time, you need to go on stage was not true (laughs) was not the stage manager because one i was the stage manager Mm -hmm. and i would never (laughs) uh and two that was back when we were at our grace theater and so both stage manager and asm would run boards during Mm -hmm. that time Mm -hmm. i was running the light board and calling sound cues my asm for this show was a summer intern she was running the sound board so we were both very occupied and completely unaware of what was about to happen to our lives in two scenes from the end of the first act. Uh, so I've thought about, I don't know if it would have been like a child wrangler yeah. that maybe was trying to like pep him up. 
I can't picture any of the adult actors in that show yeah. giving that advice. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to throw any of them under no, the bus. Yeah. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know who it would have been. Uh, I just know it was not me. <laughs> but I am the one who cleaned it up because I was not going to do that to my sweet summer intern. After no. we sat in the booth and went, what is happening? What is is what I think happening is... Oh, oh, what I think is happening is happening right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, there's one more scene, and then we're going to, and so nobody needs to go into that part of the stage, and now they definitely won't. And okay, so we'll, you know, we'll clean it out. Oh, my gosh. Good time. So, anyway, there is that. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you've cleared your name. Yes. <laughs> Live up. Yeah. Um, I almost texted her to be like, girl, what are you doing? What are you, what are you <laughs> throwing doing? Throwing me under the bus. No. <laughs> but the one that I went looking for, because it popped in my brain when, again, I knew that this question was coming, mm-hmm. because it was such a people coming together yeah. moment, was our production of Emma in 2011. Okay. This was back at the old Grace Theater. Mm-hmm. And back at that stage, it it wasn't very deep, wasn't very wide. You had to be very selective about your set pieces. So for that particular show, which had a lot of indoor and outdoor locations, as is befitting a Jane Austen adaptation, we had like these moving, rolling wall pieces that were decorated like, okay, this side is like an out door looking tapestry we have that on stage when we're outside on the flip of it has like a painterly fireplace we have that when we're inside you know that sort of thing so we had all these extra deck crew members as part of the show so that they could you know wheel them around we had like all this choreography with them whatnot one of the performances one of the deck crew members called me about two hours before the show I literally went and looked up this this performance report because it had been (laughs) such a thing and I wanted to get the details right called me up about two hours before the show just absolutely distraught she was dealing with this personal thing Mm. she was definitely not going to make it on time for call wasn't even sure if she was going to make it to the show itself didn't know what to do this was I think she was still in high school at that point because mm. this was a summer show with an intern okay. just doing this for like extra credit over the summer and calmed her down. You know, we'll work out a solution. It's too tight to top a show. We're not going to cancel for this reason, but like get here when you can. Yeah. Keep me posted. If you can't get here at all, tell me that as soon as possible. Yeah. We will work out a solution. And what we ultimately did was we pulled... My ASM, who, again, was, you know, running a board. I think for that particular show, she was running the light board. Okay. And I was running the sound board and then calling light cues. Uh, We pulled her off of the board because she had been with the production all of the rehearsal process. So she was familiar with what needed to happen. Yeah. Stole a costume off of one of the actors so that she would have something to wear. Because, of course, they were costume deck crew because we were Mm. part of the Jane Austen world. I see. Had Lauren like quickly look over all the deck move sheet. And then we had Kat Hatcher was one of my actors in the show. Oh, wow. But she was only in the second act. But, you know, because she's a trooper, was always coming at top of day anyway. Yeah. Because her husband Jason was in that show. He was in the first act. I think they would just travel together. So she was just always there in early, just hanging out. Love that. So she ran the light board for like the first couple of cues. And then we pulled someone who 
this wasn't in the reports, but it was another staff member for the players who I think was there as like front of house. Okay. Something or other for that night. An usher or maybe mm. she was spotlighting, which is an old specialty thing we used to do where we had a special corner for our season ticket holders. I, I, I don't remember what Leslie was doing, but then she took over so then the cat could go get ready to be an actor. Leslie was then back to running the whiteboard. Meanwhile, Lauren is doing deck moves on the stage, yeah. just making it happen, going back and forth. I got word maybe 20 minutes into the show that Alma, my deck crew member, had arrived, okay. was there, was getting into costume, was trying to remember how to breathe because yeah. she had been having a day. Oh my goodness. We got her all situated. And then back to, you know, the fact that the Grace stage, unless you built a cross around, there wasn't space to have cross around. So sometimes people would just get stuck in the stage left wing oh. until such time as either they got to the exit stage right or mm -hmm. something moved or like a blackout or something they could sneak. Yeah. And so there was literally a point where... Like somebody was pushing a screen one side and uh -huh. I knew Alma was behind it because <laughs> she was getting to stage left. Yeah. And then Alma came on stage <laughs> and pushed a screen from stage left. I'm just like, okay, that should be Lauren now exiting the stage. Yeah. And then sure enough, Lauren showed up in uh. my booth, still in costume, I think even. Yeah. And started taking over the light board again so that then Leslie could go about her day of just like, yes, team. That was We made it happen. Uh love that oh my gosh it was great i can't whoa it oh, was also it was also nerve-wracking of just like okay everybody remember your deck moves exactly what time is she gonna get here mm -hmm. ah, but i love that i, I just have that firm image of just the one screen going across with one person then it came back there was alma and it's just like okay there we're gonna do the show as is for the rest of the day yeah go team that's awesome and then it yeah it worked out and i can't oh <laughs> But you knowing as well, because I'm not, know. yeah, that like, yeah. okay, so they have to be moving this mm -hmm. way for this to be, mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's so yeah. good. I love, and that's a, a wholesome, wholesome yeah. mishap. Yeah. It all came together. So being still Magnolias, mm -hmm. I have, uh, I asked Deborah this and she didn't have an answer for me, but I've given <laughs> you time. Uh -huh. So I want to know, we have an all female cast. It's, mm -hmm. it's set in a salon. We're in our salon photo booth. Do you have any beauty tips or beauty hacks that you uh, use in your day-to-day -day life that you'd like to share? Oh yeah, sure. I have plenty <laughs> and everyone that knows me starts laughing. Um, no, not really. Like I remember at one point in rehearsals, they were talking about some complicated hair thing. How do we do this? And then for whatever reason, they turned to me and I literally said, I know how to make a ponytail. Is that, is that useful? to this conversation yeah. um no I'm very I'm very much a throw things on and get out the door kind of gal uh I do use daily sunscreen okay so that's that's the thing especially yeah. in this city oh yeah and especially as much time as I spend outside because mm -hmm. I walk to and from work all that good stuff and in my family there is history of skin cancer so oh. there's also a certain aspect of please not me yeah so yeah daily sunscreen <laughs> okay. is kind of my big thing of just buy it in your moisturizer yeah slap it on daily makes sense live your life yeah 
Yeah. I don't do any, I, I know I'm such a hypocrite asking all of my co-hosts <laughs> if they have any, I don't do anything either. I no. don't have moisturizer and, got toner for and I don't know what happened. No, that no, means, I'm just so. like, just, well, and that's my thing. It's just like, well, and then that serves as my daily moisturizer yeah, exactly. because it's got the sunscreen mm -hmm. in there and in the city of Houston, some days I'm just like, do I, do I need a daily moisturizer? I just go outside and the humidity <laughs> right so there just yeah. <laughs> does it for me. But it's, I, today was one of, and I'm glad that it's not too sunny today, yeah, but it was just a day you nice. walk out and you're like, it's soup out here. I am mm -hmm. swimming in soup. Yeah. Um, my final question for you <laughs> is I want to know, do you have any advice for, it was geared towards for women specifically coming into theater, but I want to know in general, coming from a stage manager, coming from a performance background, do you have any advice for anybody looking to get into theater? Mm -hmm. First, I have to laugh about coming from a performance background. Girl, that was so many years ago. Yes. That was I, so many it's, years and it's ago. Part, and it's part of your story. <laughs> And it's part of your art. It makes you who you are. It's a whole different Hannah ago. It's so fascinating um, how many people actually started performing in well, theater. I think I so much of it just is that you, that's your first opportunity yeah. to get involved with acting is, or to get involved with theater in some form is in acting. Because mm -hmm. again, you're not going to let the six-year-old be like, yes, I'll hold the follow spot, sir. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd we like all got to. Yeah. I kind of would also. It was instantly a beautiful <laughs> mental image of like this little shaky stick arm kid. Yeah. We, we all got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And hey, if that's what develops our love that then grows us into these awesome technicians, then great. Then yeah. acting has served its purpose. Um, I guess my big advice for anybody wanting to get involved in theater is just go out and find all the opportunities that you can mm. for any aspect of it that you can. What I appreciated so much about my college education in theater was that it was not a specialty program. Mm. Like I did not specifically go for a degree in stage management or a theater degree you know, geared towards stage management. It was an all around, everybody learned how to build sets. Everybody uh. learned how to hang lights. Everybody learned how to build a costume and why you hate when people lie about their measurements. <laughs> everybody learned how to take acting classes and how to audition yeah. and how to do the full spectrum of it. And I feel like it just gave me such an all around understanding of how the entire process works, yeah. which of course is fantastic information to know as a stage manager to understand how every department works yeah but I also feel like you're a better actor if you understand the costumer doesn't hate you mm -hmm. because they're putting you in this outfit this yeah. is the character yeah. that they have from the script and from talking to the director this is what they want to do the lighting designer does not hate you because they're blinding you with that light they want to make sure that you show up in that moment and this that and the other mm -hmm. of just having the full spectrum of it so if you are starting out and obviously there's only so many opportunities that you're going to get but take those opportunities start getting your foot in the door start being known to people so that then maybe they call you the next time around if you did good work mm -hmm. which then also means do good work be a responsible person show up on time if you aren't going to be on time let somebody know in advance don't have them reach out to you mm -hmm. you know you you show that you are a professional that you know what you're doing or even if you don't know what you're doing yet that you are willing to learn 
and to not just flake on people. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that will take you far. Yeah. I do want to kind of shout out real quick that 80 players, we do have an internship program. We are currently, um, we have our internship open for the summer. We have administrative and education intern slots open. So if that's something that you're you're interested in, if theater has always been an aspect that you wanted to get into, learn more of, or put your skills to good use, please apply to our internship program in the summer. And I believe we have our next fall internship open as well. Um, So just a little (laughs) self-promotion. Hannah, thank you so much for being on this episode of Bye George. It was so lovely getting to sit down and talk to you. You're so very welcome. Lots of fun. Lots of fun here. Thank you. I do want to shout out one final time that we are currently in our beauty salon photo booth here at the George Theater. So make sure when you come in and see Steel Magnolias, now you have a little bit of behind the scenes of what's going on (laughs) that's not happening on stage, what's happening in the background, the lighting cues and everything. I think it's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. Come in with that eye for the small details and uh, come get your photo taken in our photo booth. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. This has been By George and 80 Players at the George Theater Podcast, hosted and produced by Miranda Zapes. Listen anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram at By George Theater. That's T H E A T R E. Sure to like, share, and subscribe. And By George, we'll see y'all next time. That's awesome. I'm going to let that go by. <laughs> so many sirens today. I also oh. like watching Jesse like walk past and then walk past again. I think it was Jesse. Jesse Groff Olson, I'm the marketing director for 80 players at the George Theater. Jesse. I up. thought it I thought it was. I thought maybe he was going to CVS or something. Because what are you gonna do? Right? You're probably gonna wanna get some flowers and some chocolates. Oh maybe he did, okay. Or maybe it was somebody that just looked an awful lot like Jesse. I'm coming in to help you. 80 players at the George Theater right now is putting on steel magnolias. And everybody loves this show. There's a lot of people that look like Jesse. <laughs> true. True, true. Especially, you know, at a distance through glass. Of course. Of course.